You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for today. We're going to go over some of tonight's episode on The Bachelor and something that you are not going to see in tonight's episode, even though you have a bunch of information on it. Um, We're going to talk about these women on Zach's season and going forward with them in terms of Bachelor in Paradise. We've got some news on the Amy Roback and TJ Holmes situation. It is now official. We got some Stephen, what's his last name? Coletti and Kristen Cavallari podcast news. I did a Q&A on Instagram on Saturday night. I'll go over some of that. And unfortunately, a tragic death in Hollywood. One of my favorite actresses passed away yesterday unexpectedly. So um, we will end with that. And we'll get to that momentarily. Don't forget this podcast brought to you by Trivia Star. Just go to the Apple or Google Store and search for Trivia Star. It has thousands of five-star reviews, and the Apple Store is the number one trivia game on the App Store. Download it today to challenge yourself. Download Trivia Star for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. Also, this podcast brought to you by the Real Friends of WeHo. Don't miss the Real Friends of WeHo, all part of MTV's new Friday nights after RuPaul's Drag Race this Friday, 9, 8 Central on MTV, and also you love the Jersey Shore, get ready because this season is going to be the biggest family vacation ever. You don't want to miss it. Make sure to watch Jersey Shore Family Vacation, all new on Thursdays, 8, 7 Central on MTV. So let's get started talking about tonight's episode and something that's uh, quite interesting, I'd say. And that is the fact that tonight, you know, we start the dates, group date to start off the season is with the rapper Lotto. She sings the Big Girl Energy song, and we know that Courtney Robertson, Victoria Fuller, and Tajwan are the three like guest judges or whatever at the after party. Tajwan basically crashes the after party because she wants to be part of the cast. Doesn't happen. And then the one-on-one we know goes to Christina Mandrell, who meets his family because they filmed uh, part of the date at the Anaheim Hills Golf Course and then I believe the Orange Mining Company afterwards. Anyway, the second group date, that you knew about the day it was recorded and the day, the day it filmed. And in addition, I gave you all the details of it later on was a puppet date where the women showed up and had to put on a puppet show. And this is the date that putty Patrick Warburton, Zach's uncle hosted. Well, the puppet date's not getting shown in the episode tonight. It's got cut. Why? No idea. You're still going to see the after party, but the eight women or the women that are on the group date that gets cut tonight, Gabby, Anastasia, Greer, Allie, Kimberly, Katie, Ariel, Victoria, Charity, and Jess. Now you're going to see the after party, but they don't show any of the puppet date as it was relayed to me. So you could be like, well, what's the deal with that? I, the answer is, I don't know. Has it happened before? Yes. It happened on Matt James' season three times where, for whatever reason, remember that season was filmed in one location at Nemecolon in Pennsylvania, but three times Matt James had a group date that was never shown. They just showed the after party. One of those times was kind of shocking to me because Tasha and JoJo, this was during the quarantine, remember? Tasha and JoJo had to fly out to Pennsylvania, quarantine for two weeks to be part of his group date, and then they didn't even get shown. 
So the whole thing is bizarre. I don't know. And that, 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 now that might have to do with COVID stuff and whatever the case may be. But this is a group date filmed in front of an audience that Patrick Warburton was part of. And they're just choosing not to show it at all. It's not like they're skimming over it and going to show bits and pieces of it. It's not shown in the episode tonight. So why? I have no idea. But three of your final four are on this date. So you don't get to see them interact with their puppets. But you do get to see the after party. So it's not like none of it is shown and they've completely just don't even show a whole group date. No, it's just the day portion of this date is not getting shown. And outside of Matt's season, and I'm just thinking off the top of my head here, outside of Matt's season, I can't remember that ever happening. Now, I remember one-on-one dates or dates that were changed because something happened, but that's different than this. You know, I remember uh, Ali Fedotowski, remember she got really sick on one of her dates? And that was with actually Chris Lambton. And they ended up like doing nothing. He just went to her her room and kind of took care of her and they had dinner. Um, didn't it happen with Hannah Brown, one of her dates? Yeah, it was, um, oh, what's that guy's name? The tall guy, Connor, not Connor, was his name Connor? Yeah, Connor Saley. Yeah, remember he had a one-on-one date with Hannah and she got sick and he just went to her room and I, I they did something, maybe ate dinner or something or she didn't feel well and basically... Didn't have much of a one-on-one day. Yeah, I mean, it happens where something happens in filming and you got to change on the fly, but this is something that they filmed this date. This date happened back on the date that this took place. We had a whole audience there. and But the show that's going to air tonight is just choosing to leave it out. So your guess is as good as mine. Maybe they have such other good content this episode. I have no idea. But it's going to be weird. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I'll be like, why couldn't they show any of the puppet date? They could have showed, I mean, usually, especially for day portions on something like this with the puppet date, usually, you know, they don't show everybody's puppet show. They'll, you know, they'll skim through it or whatever. We'll get maybe five to seven minutes. So I I don't know why at any point during tonight's episode, they couldn't show five or seven minutes of this puppet date, but whatever. Uh, We'll talk about it tomorrow, but you're not going to see that in tonight's episode. So I just wanted to give you a heads up on that. The other thing that I see going around on social media is the fact that a lot of people are talking about like who is going to be down in paradise from Zach's women. Well, we don't know who exactly. They don't even start casting that show till April or May. But the bottom line is at least 12 or 15 of these women are going to be on it. It's not hard to figure out who is probably going to be there. I would assume anybody in his top 10 will probably be there as long as they want to be there. And then you'll always get people from the middle of the season. You'll even get a couple first-nighters that end up there. Someone like, um, you know, uh, Madison, if she's uh, single. And, um, you know, someone like maybe uh, Sonia will be there because she made the ESPN comment about Jesse Palmer, which was funny. Uh, But I, I don't... There will be people. There'll be at least 12 to 15 that make it down there. However, trying to match them up with people from... The Bachelor and guys that were on Bachelorette seasons, it, it doesn't make sense right now because, number one, we have no idea who's going to be back and who's going to be down in paradise from a previous Bachelorette season. Number two, we know that most of the men that are going to be on this season of Paradise are going to be on the next season of The Bachelorette, and we don't know that cast yet. So it kind of doesn't make any sense for people to start playing matchmaker with Zach's women on what guys from the franchise, because I guarantee you most of the guys, most of the women from Zach's season, 
if they pair up down in paradise, are going to be pairing up with a guy that's on the next Bachelorette season, which we don't even know, one, who the Bachelorette is, or two, who the guys are yet. So kind of stupid to talk about it. Now, once the cast comes out, then you can start mixing and matching, and I'm guaranteeing these women are very well aware that if they get in any sort of pre-show conversation or DM slide with any of the next Bachelorette's men, that gives them a better chance to end up on Paradise because they have a built-in storyline. It happens every season. This is what the show has become. But let's tap the brakes on putting together like, whoa, ooh, who is Catherine going to be in, be with in Bachelor Nation? And what about this guy? What about this guy? First, we don't even know what past contestants are going to be on the show. And then secondly, like I said, most of the men are going to be on the from the upcoming Bachelorette season, and we don't even know those guys yet. So... Let's easily let's let's really take a step back and let's let's let things play out first before we start playing matchmaker on social media of who of Zach's women is going to hook up or date somebody from the franchise. Okay, we don't know yet. Give it time. Sure, you all heard the news over the weekend. It is now official. Amy Roback, T.J. Holmes out at GMA. They are not coming back to the show. GMA released a statement. It had been rumored, you know, for about a week, and everyone kind of knew they were gone, but GMA finally confirmed it publicly, released a statement, basically thanked them for their um, time on the show, but, you know, obviously doesn't have to give a reason to the public on why they're being let go. We all know why they're being let go. Again, one of Andrew Shue's sons, Nate the one who posted the other Instagram post a few weeks ago did another one yesterday. I would say this is a little bit of shade at Amy. He posted on his Instagram story a um, is it a GIF? I always forget. Is it a GIF or a GIF? GIF of Jimmy Fallon saying, uh, gesturing with his hands while a caption that reads, let's just move on. And that's all he put out there. Clearly, uh, he wants to move on from... <laughs> all the stories about Amy and TJ. Amy and TJ, once again, because the Daily Mail seems to have a tracker on their life, uh, has pictures of them this past weekend in L.A. Again, holding hands, hugging, kissing in L.A. on the sidewalk. Uh, it's getting to be uh, super creepy of Daily Mail to constantly follow them around wherever they go. And uh, But... Then again, these two are out and about in L.A. Like, what do they expect? They're going to get caught and people are going to stay stuff. But they are officially out. I think the big thing now is who gets the interview, who gets the first interview with Amy and TJ. And I know Chris Harrison wants it. He ain't getting it. But it will be an interesting story once Amy and TJ do their first public interview because it's going to be a big deal. People want to hear what they have to say. And people want to hear about how they've reacted post-show, do they think they should be fired, all this stuff. But if, like Chris Harrison says, he thinks they're going to lawyer up and fight this, then I don't think we're going to be hearing an interview anytime soon. And if we are, it's going to be pretty bland because they're not going to be able to say really anything. But I guess we'll see how uh, this all plays out. But for the for the short term, it's probably be uh, the last time in a while I talk about Amy and TJ just because the only thing that's going to be coming out about them now is if any more uh, you know times that they're seen together or whatever and it's – it's like, okay, um, we know they're dating, so of course they're going to be seen together. It's kind of like when people sent me pictures all the time uh, after the After the Final Rose reunion or the reunion show for Bachelor in Paradise. People are sending me pictures of Victoria Fuller and Greg 
Grippo out in Nashville. I'm like, yeah, they're dating. Of course they're out in Nashville. I, what doesn't matter. Why are you posting a picture? Like, or why are you sending me a picture of them? Like, this is what people do when they date. They go out. So, and this, I'm talking about after the reunion show taped, which was like, they're allowed to. So there wasn't anything scandalous or any sort of insight there. It's like, yeah, they're dating. So they're going out. Same thing here. I don't think Amy and TJ being seen together at this point is news anymore. So unless they sign up to do an interview and announce, hey, we're going to be speaking for the first time. Unfortunately, let's uh, shed a tear and pour one out for the Amy Robach, TJ Holmes story, because now it's officially over. They are officially been fired and let go from ABC's GMA. And, uh, you know, we'll see what their next step is. If um, they move on to another network, get their own show, start a podcast, you know, whatever. Uh, we'll see what happens with them. So I don't listen to the Stephen Coletti, Kristen Cavallari podcast where they recap Laguna Beach episodes and talk about all the behind the scenes stuff, but it is one of the top podcasts out there. Every episode they release is in the top five. And um, so a lot of the stuff that they say gets reported on the entertainment sites. And I guess last week's episode was kind of a big one because they talked about possible cheating that happened back then. And Kristen basically said, look, I probably did, but honestly, I don't remember. But the way the show's episodes were making it seem, she's like, yeah, it sounds like I was, you know, all in on cheating on you. I, she said, I don't think I did, but you do. And I'm assuming you remember it more accurately. And Kristen, um, you know, Stephen said there were a couple guys' names that were not Talon. Apparently, a guy worked at a local uh, restaurant called the Salt Creek, Creek Grill. Salt Creek Grill. And she said, I kissed so-and-so from Salt Creek Grill. I'll give you that. And then he remembered um, he got really uh, uh, drunk and a dramatic night between him and Kristen happened after he got really drunk at a Lakers game and passed out in his car after someone else drove him home. He woke up even in his car and we were outside of so-and-so's house. I walked down into the party and you guys were hooking up. We got into a big fight. And so that happened, but it's, it's funny because, it, and us weekly does this all the time. And this kind of drives me bonkers. So us weekly has a whole article on this podcast and you know, Kristen has done other stuff. Steven has done other stuff. You know, I get it, but the amount of times that they say during the story and refer to Kristen and or Steven by something else that they've done in their career is so annoying to me because their podcast is called back to the beach and they are Laguna beach alums. But then it says the uncommon James founder confessed. And then it said, uh, the very Cavallari alum, however, and then it said the former one tree Hill star said, and then the truly simple author revealed, <laughs> it's just like, they're just running down their bios and all of those are highlighted. So you can click on it which goes to another story. Look, I get why they do it because they're trying to get engagement and you to click on other stories. But every time they're referring to Steven or um, Kristen by something else they did, it's just like, it also says the hometown Christmas star also remembered a dramatic night between him and Cavallari. And it's like, well, if it didn't say him, I wouldn't even know between them who was on something called the hometown Christmas, you know? Um, both the hit the floor and former Hills star is like, okay, <laughs> you can't just say he, her. Uh, so yeah, I get it. 
I know why they do it. I understand they're an entertainment site. They want clicks. They want engagement. That leads to other story. But it is so annoying when you're actually reading it because I don't want to have to think <laughs> when I'm reading it about who did what in their career. And for somebody like those two who aren't like A-list stars, I don't know right off the bat what they're talking about. Yes, when they say the uncommon James star, I know that's Kristen. But, you know, when it talks about the hometown Christmas, shit if I know who was in that. So, yeah, I hate it. I hate it when they do that. It's so annoying. I did an Instagram Q&A on Saturday night before the Royal Rumble started because I wanted a couple hours to kill. And just answering questions. If you missed it, it's on my highlights on my Instagram page. So all you got to do is just go there. I answered about 50 questions. Some were bachelor-related. Some were relationship-related. Some were TV-related. Some were sports-related. But... One of the ones that stuck out to me, and it it sent me down a rabbit hole, was I think someone said to me, why are you so cool? And then I just quoted Vanilla Ice from his just unbelievable film from the late 80s, Cool as Ice. Yes, I'm well aware that none of you have probably seen it. I've seen it a gazillion times because I was obsessed with Vanilla Ice in high school. So it was funny you know, yes, the movie where he says drop that zero and get with the hero. That's where that line came from. Um, but one of the lyrics from the chorus of the song Cool as Ice is I don't sweat it on the mic because I'm cool as ice. Someone asked me, why are you so cool? That was my answer. Anyway, it sent me down a rabbit hole because I was like, I wonder what people say about this movie because it's literally, uh, let's face it, it's one of the it's one of those movies that like low budget, late 80s, just it's just music and motorcycles and dancing. And they tried to put a plot in there about, you know, you know, the the outsider guy, the rebel guy falling for the small hometown girl. Like it is embarrassing, <laughs> but but I've seen it so many times because you know, Ice was in it. And I <laughs> so I was like, I wonder what some of the reviews were. So I went online. Someone wrote this, the single greatest film I've ever witnessed. This movie single-handedly rivals the works of Spielberg, Tarantino, Hitchcock, and Orson Welles. It is such a tasteful blend of visual entertainment and musical excitement that I cried tears of joy on eight separate occasions during my first time watching it. The performances given by each of the actors are so unrelentingly superb, I was surprised to find out that no one in this movie had won an Oscar. It was late Friday, one Friday evening, when me and my gay lover, Toby, were looking for something to feast our eyes upon. We were lucky enough to chance upon this life-altering masterpiece. It was so beautiful, we stood up till 6 a.m. watching it over and over. A few of the kids that live across the street even noticed what we were watching and made several attempts to break into our house and steal our Roku so they could watch it for themselves. I recollect one of their attempts had something to do with one of the kids pretending they were hurt outside our door. When I peeked outside to help the poor boy, I was ambushed by two of his friends who began stabbing me with KFC sporks. All in all, great flick. 10 out of 10. <laughs> so let's read some of the, that was the longest one. Some of the other reviews, real quick, they were just a lot shorter. This one is one of my favorites. People who don't like this flickety flickety flick are wickety wickety whack. <laughs> Y'all need to chill and get ill. My main man, Ice's movie, is the Dizzle for Rizzle. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> uh, oh, and then this review. 
What a good movie. I love how they go back in time and kill Hitler and made out with Steve Harvey at the end. And Albert Einstein was such a good choice to Adam Sandler. Great movie. G-R-A-T-E. <laughs> cool as Ice is a must-see movie that has writing and acting on par with movies such as The Shining, Shawshank Redemption, and the upcoming Aladdin movie starring Will Smith. I can see why 70% of the people like this movie on Google. If I could, I would give it an 11 out of 10. And then finally, Devin Scheifer, two years ago, wrote, My ex-wife recommended this for me. I played Ice Ice Baby when our divorce papers were finally filed. I absolutely hate you, Jessica, but this movie did make me think of the good times we shared. By that I mean when our divorce papers were filed. Like the fact that somebody like literally saw this movie and then just wanted to go online and write some funny shit that, that humors me. I like that. Plus you just go on any sort of reviews of anything, Yelp reviews and stuff like that. That stuff, I, you choose anything and you'll find stuff that just makes you crack up. But, Oh God. But if you haven't seen cool as ice, everybody, um, and you want to kill 90 minutes of your life, just watching nonsense, and feel a little nostalgic to late 80s rap, go watch it. It's uh, it's it's so bad it's good. Oh, God. I'm like, I have tears in my eyes right now. I'm still laughing and crying from, from the wiggity whack review. All right. Not an easy transition here, but someone's got to do it. Yesterday, unfortunately, this came down on social media that actress Annie Wershing died at 45 years old after a private battle with cancer. Um, I've talked about this enough on my podcast and my columns over the years. Yes, I mentioned Friday Night Lights. I mentioned Lost. I mentioned Beverly Hills 90210, probably the most of my favorite shows of all time. However, anybody that knows me knows that 24 is my all-time favorite show there was nine seasons of 24, and I've watched each one, at least the first six seasons, I've watched at least eight to ten times each, and that's 24 episodes a season. So um, Annie Wershing came aboard in, episodes in seasons seven and eight, and I thought she was just a great addition to the show. I didn't really know Annie's work before 24, but I absolutely loved her on 24, I know post twenty four world she did uh, Bosch. She was on Bosch as I think a, a detective. She did a lot of appearances, like one episode appearances in you know cop detective shows. I know she was on uh, Star Trek Picard in season two. Um, but forty five years old, married, three kids. I didn't even know she was sick. And so when I saw that yesterday, I'm like, whoa! Did something? I had no. I, I mean, I have. Seen Annie Wershing, um, like on, I, I don't follow her on social media. I don't follow her on Instagram. I believe I follow her on Facebook of all places. Now that I think about it, hang on a second. I just paused it there so I could pull up my phone. And yeah, I'm friends with Annie Wershing on Facebook. And in 2010, I sent her a message. January 19th, 2010 at 6.49 p.m., I sent Annie Wershing a message asking 
if I could do a podcast with her, this was before like the reality podcast. That was in 2016. So this was just, Hey, I want to go to a studio and record an interview with her. And I had said, I've reached out to people in the 24 world trying to get interviews and nobody's ever responded. I was wondering, do I have to, can I just book it through you? Do I have to go through somebody else? And she responded, um, same day and said, hello for me in particular, you'd have to go through so-and-so at PR contact them and hopefully it'll work out. And I said, thanks. Hopefully we can get you on small story. My only interaction with Andy Worshing, but I totally just remember that just now. But my point was, I didn't even know she was sick. And when I read the story of her passing, it said that she was diagnosed with cancer in 2020. And at no point did I ever see a story that she mentioned it, that any news outlet ever covered it. And I Googled, you know, Annie Worshing cancer. And the only stories that came up were all the stories that came out about her yesterday and her death. And man, that was tough to read. And, um, you know, obviously condolences to her and her family, her husband and three kids that she leaves behind, but just sad to see that, uh, especially someone obviously so young at 45, but had no idea she was sick. She obviously kept it private and, um, just a sad, sad story all around. So, um, condolences again to her and her family. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe and review an Apple podcast. We'll be back again tomorrow with yet another daily roundup. So until then, I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.